Blog Talk Radio. I still can. I'll try to help my loved ones understand how memories can fly like grains of sand, and that I'll remember them while I still can. Well, hi, everyone. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm so excited that you are with us today. The song you just heard was Rick Phelps' uh, song, While I Still Can. And Rick is our channel expert here on Alzheimer's Speaks Radio, and I never know if Rick's going to be able to join us or not. Rick was diagnosed with early onset back in June of 2010. And he's the founder of Memory People on Facebook, which is a wonderful support group for people with early memory loss, their care partners, both family and professionals, as well as advocates. Here on Alzheimer's Speaks Radio, our goal is to raise awareness, give hope, and share the real everyday life stories of living with dementia. Our hope is to teach people how to live with the disease, not as the disease. We're all about collaboration and getting others' voices heard. And so today I am so excited to have our guests with us because they really have a, a great story to share. And if you'd like to join us in that conversation, you can do so through the chat box. You just have to register through Facebook, and then um, your chat will come right into my studio and we'll pull you in that way. Or you can call in live at 714 714- Three six four four seven five four. That's seven one four three six four four seven five four. And just push one, and you'll go ahead and get into my queue, and you can go ahead and join us in the conversation. So let's get show, going with today's show. Um, I'd like to first of all introduce you to Bacchus Saba. Bacchus is a loving son who has dedicated much of his life to caring for his mother. He's been selling real estate since 1990 and has been a songwriter for over 25 years. He does a lot of volunteering with his local Alzheimer's chapter over the past 20 years. And um, Bacchus also participates in the Walk, Rock, and Roll, which is a fundraiser for the Day Away program in his area. He wrote the song, Still a Child, that tells um, a story of dementia and his struggles of guilt of having to place his mother in a care facility. So, Bacchus, how are you doing today? Welcome to the show. Hi, Laurie. How are you? And thanks uh, for having us uh, on your show here. Um, well, I, I'm very excited to have you on, so I'm glad you're doing doing well. I'm going to go ahead then and introduce John and Michelle Law, and then we'll get our conversation going. John and Michelle Law are award-winning Canadian folk grass singer and songwriters known as the Laws. They have toured around the world nonstop over the past 12 years, recorded six CDs of original material, and shared the stage with everyone from Emma Lou Harris to Randy Bachman of BTO and the Guess Who. They're now taking some time off from touring and have opened a music store called Rebel Cowboy Music which is in Wheatley, Ontario, where the couple resides. They produce a monthly concert series to raise funds to provide music lessons for area kids in need and are active members of their community. Welcome, John and Michelle. How are you doing today? Hi, Laurie. Thanks so much for having us. You're doing great. Well, good, good. I want to go ahead and start this out, and I'm going to throw the first question to Bacchus. Bacchus, can you give us a little background about your mother and you know, when did the memory problem start? It probably started about, uh, well, now it would be close to eight years. Uh, it had happened when I moved into my last house, and I noticed uh, she was starting to not do the things that she normally does, like washing clothes, uh, cooking, and it, it just seemed to fall right out like she was not doing it. And I, I found it real odd in the beginning uh, I mean, just like uh, on a washer, uh, she knows what to do. 
and all of a sudden it just went blank, and then all of a sudden she was not going downstairs to do the wash and all of that kind of stuff. So that's how it started. Okay. And then, uh, I knew something was up, like real bad. Okay. And how about you, John and Michelle? Have you been touched by dementia at all with family or friends? Um, I guess, well, my grandmother, who has, she passed away 20 years ago, but um, she lived to be 92 in the last probably seven years of her life. She she did have dementia and had to be placed in a care facility. And I, I uh, just remember how hard it was on my mom to make the decision from caring, as, as back has had to do, making a decision from caring for her at home to placing her in a, in a facility, which, which, I mean, it's heartbreaking and, and hard to do, and it's hard to watch um, lose someone and they don't remember you when you visit, and it's they slip away. Yeah, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking. Exactly. Um, I, I know I had to place my mom, but I was actually lucky because she actually said she wanted to move because my dad ended up being there. So my situation was very unusual, um, but it was still hard because I, I – you know, even though she asked to be placed, you still have that, that guilt, and this isn't how you, you know, foresaw your life going or theirs, and and it's it's a difficult struggle. Um, Bacchus, can you tell us a little bit about your your feelings? Did you know right away that it was time to, to uh, have to not have to struggle? That I had to struggle because you got to go through so many tests, um, uh, assessments. And you play, when you're going to place your mom in a, like a long term, you have to do it like about a year prior at least, and it could take up to two years before she is placed. And it took my mom a, a year, and that's the struggle is that anticipation of knowing she's going to be placed and you're spending all this time with her, and uh, it, it, that's a struggle. That's a big-time struggle. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you just to speak up a little bit louder, if you can. Okay. Um, the struggle is that anticipation that you know she's going to go into long-term care. Uh, physically, she was good in that she can walk, but she'll wander. So that is a, a real struggle. And uh, probably the last three, four days before she is going into the retirement home, uh, you you're having the last meal with her, you're cooking, uh, you're moving furniture into her room. Uh, she does not want to go. I mean, that's the last place she wanted to be. Uh, but you're burnt out also, so you cannot do any more. So that part is really hard. Uh, it, it actually, it, I, I was ready to break. Uh, okay. But luckily, uh, I've got some real good friends that have helped out. Well, I have a question for you because um, here in the U.S., you know, typically it's not a year or two out. Um, people kind of wait till the last minute and then place somebody. Is it does it take that long because of waiting lists there, or what's the? Yeah, it is a waiting list. If you, like, I mean, they give you three places that you want to go to, um, and I turned down two of them. I just did not feel comfortable placing her in that. And she does not speak English, which even makes it harder. Uh, so that part was difficult. And then the day that um, they told me you have 24 hours to make a decision, either you're going to, going to place her or the bed is given up and then you have to start all over again. So oh, that wow, part, that doesn't weigh you down. Pardon? I said if that doesn't weigh you down, I can't oh. imagine... Well, it, it was a Monday, they told me, and I had to have the decision on a Tuesday, and then the bed was available Thursday. So three days and uh, probably two months of just uh, living in hell, really. <laughs> it was awful, just awful. Now, at this stage with your mom, did she, was she aware of what was going on? Um, no, no, and even to this day, she still thinks she's at home. Uh, she still thinks she's at home with me. Like today, it was raining, and she says, do you have the windows shut at the house? And Are the basement windows closed? It, 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 she's in that time zone that uh, she's left uh, home, at home. So that part uh, hasn't changed. But she doesn't realize she's been there for close to a year where she's okay. at. Okay. Well, that, that can be a blessing.
blessing. I mean, if she's that comfortable where she's at, that it you know it feels like home to her, then that's a that's a good thing. Um, I tell you, Lori, I feel comfortable that she's where she's at. I mean, she gets her three meals. They are just great, and I I couldn't ask for uh, a better decision on uh, where I have placed her. That that's just fantastic. That part, I, I couldn't ask for better. Can you share with people a little bit, because this placement thing, it's a real, it's big struggle for everybody who goes through this. Can you tell people, I think they know the difficulties of, you know, from an emotional standpoint and you're a lot of times breaking your promise, you know, that you, you said you would never do this and, you know, the guilt and the sorrow and, and all of those things. But can you tell people, What's gone well, and what what has been a real benefit to your mom being placed? Are there some positive uh, things? The biggest benefit is I know she's being fed three times a day. Uh, the activities they have there uh, it keeps her like I mean in the morning she has exercise activities, and then there's music going on midday, so all of that is taken care of. Medications are always on time. Uh, a lot of times you have to have medication with your food, and I had a hard time doing that with her because she'd eat something, and then two hours later she wants to eat something else, and you try to feed, uh, you know, try to, uh, she's in the fridge, and uh, meals are erratic, so it was difficult, that part, where it's taken care of now. I know she's being taken care of, and that's uh, that's such a blessing. Well, and I think the routines that a community can offer um, can be just so great, and that was something that I didn't realize the benefit of, but to get them in a straight routine. Because at my house, it's hard to have anything be a routine, no matter how hard I try, um, between my schedule, my family's schedule, and stuff. And I think that the routines themselves um, just make it easier because they – if it's conscious or unconscious, they can expect certain things at certain times. Um, it's funny, funny you say that, Lori, because uh, I got thrown off my routine the last uh, in the beginning of the week because they um, we couldn't go in uh, to uh, she's on the third floor, so we couldn't go there for because of flu breakouts and all of that. So I could only go for like two hours in the afternoon, and it threw me off because I always go there first thing in the morning. 9 o'clock, and it threw her off schedule because she kept asking. She always asked for me. I mean, uh, the the girls there at the uh, at the home uh, say she never asked for anybody else but you. So uh-huh. that, uh, yeah, that part it threw me off when you're off schedule that way. She knew she was off schedule, too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Can you tell us how the song came to be, um, you know, where I know that you've got a history of writing songs and you've done this for for many years, but um, how did the process go? How did this whole song come to be for you? Well, uh, about three years ago, uh, Michelle, John, and I wrote a, a song, and as I was leaving their house, uh, Michelle always asked me, "How's your mom?" Uh, she knows that uh, she's you know where she was at uh, and where I was at, and she asked me. Um, uh, I, when I was leaving, I would tell Michelle, my mom uh, keeps telling me uh, it's today Christmas, and it's in the middle of summer, so she keeps telling me it's today Christmas. It was a habit. So Michelle tells me, why don't you write a song about that? And I went back home, and that was three years ago, tried to write a song about Christmas and Alzheimer's, and I thought, I can't do this. This is the middle of summer. And I was in the middle of caregiving uh, at the time, so I put it aside. I couldn't do it. And then uh, from there, after I placed my mom, that's when the song poured out, all the lyrics and the feelings, the thoughts. And then uh, I uh, showed John and Michelle what I had, and they were all for it. I mean, this song would not be where it is today without uh, them uh, pitching in. Uh, and taking it uh, taking it on their own and uh, pushing it a little further. And just sitting down at a kitchen table and writing the song. That is just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And I think every songwriter that does that uh, knows what I'm talking about. 
uh, about writing songs. And, right. But anyway, well, Michelle and John can help you on that part. Okay. So, I, yeah, I want to hear, I, I would love to hear from John and Michelle your thoughts in terms of this process. As, as friends watching, you know, um, Bacchus struggle, what were some of your thoughts in terms of getting this written, in terms of it being important to write? I think that initially um, it was for us. It was really, really painful to watch him go through it, and and when he like the idea about um, every day was Christmas, I just said, "Oh, Bacchus, that that is too raw. I don't even know where to go with that." <laughs> it it just seemed too too much pain at the time, and then still a child. I think that because Bacchus had come to terms with with things, having placed his mom, um, it. I mean, it's still there's still a little glimmer of of hope and and it's positive as well as 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 being a song about just realizing that this is what's happened. I mean, it's the roles are reversed. Yeah, I I think the title is just um, just a great a great great title. How did you how did you choose the title, Bacchus? Oh, um, on the title, it just happened that we wrote the uh, the first lines, um, Still the Child, uh, and Michelle said this is the title. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, she's the one. We, we do write a lot of songs around the table, and then sometimes you get an idea like this when it comes up and it, it's emotionally charged. You just... You you take you write a you go a little you dig a little deeper for songs like this and we we knew what, what we had coming when the three of us sat down on the table and we we knew we were going to get something that was emotionally charged and, and it was going to be good for all of us and, and it was just one of those days it, you know when you write when you write a, a good one that gets good and deep. Now, how do you go about taking the words and then you know getting the melody behind it and choosing the beat? Um, John oh, that's all magic. Behind uh-huh. <laughs> the curtain, I, huh? <laughs> it's a, you know, it's just a process of, of uh, um, you know, the ideas of the song take your mind places, and, and you, I mean, it just comes to you. Just open up your mind. I, it's a crazy answer, isn't it? But uh, it, it just comes to us. We waited for it. The song came to us right at the table. Uh, okay. Melodies just came. You know what, else, well, Laurie? I, yeah, Laurie. Go ahead. Yeah, it's when you're sitting down, you throw ideas at each other, which is the beauty of writing songs. And uh, Michelle's idea is different than mine and John. Uh, and even as a husband and a wife team, their ideas are different also, and I notice that. So Michelle might tell John, you know what, play this chord. Uh, and, and then I would help with lyric-wise, if anything, and Michelle helps a lot with the lyrics too to put things to fit to the music. I think that's what you have to do when you got lyrics. You make it uh the music and kind of like a wedding. <laughs> Two things joining. I mean they they unite. <laughs> but anyway, um that's that's that part of it. Uh the songwriting is magical. It really is. And and the magical part is when you leave with a CD in your hand in the song uh, uh record basically written in about an hour. I mean, I, I, the lyrics were pretty well there, but uh, walking out of here after an hour with a song is amazing. Uh, wow. And, and John can tell you about that part of it because uh, he's got a little story on that. <laughs> but writing the song, it is, it, we just knew we had a, a good one there. It just felt good, and, and uh, we wiped the tears from our eyes, and and, <laughs> and uh, we try to move forward. And usually when we write a song, we just... We put it down and and get back to it, but this one we just needed to record right away. And soon as we were done, uh, soon as we were done uh, writing the thing, uh, Michelle and Bacchus went and sat outside, and I went right in the studio and, and recorded it. So we we had that uh, we had the idea of the song and the whole process and and the recording finished in the afternoon. It just needed to be done. We felt that way. It doesn't happen. Wow. Always. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Wow, yeah, because you hear how long the process can take. But I, you know, I'm a firm believer that if you follow your passion, and even, John, when you said, you know, it's magic, it just happens, I think yeah. when any of us follows our passion, it just comes to us. It's just so natural. You can't even talk about the process because it just it oozes out of you. Um, That's because true. 
because that's where your talent is, and and that's your gift, you know, to the world. So I, I think that that's just a, just an absolutely fantastic um, place to be. And how I can't even imagine what it must feel like to finish something like that, to actually hear it, to you know, play it back that first time. Um, Got to be so powerful. You know, honestly, it is powerful. It's emotional. It's and and. Writing so many songs, uh, Michelle and I as well. It, it, not all songs are like that. There's some that just just floor you, and and that was one of them. Uh, and you you only write a few in your career that that floor you like that with that much emotion, and and that was one of them. And then they're really hard to sing on stage because they make you cry. <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine. Well, why don't I go ahead and play the song so everybody can hear it? Okay. If you knew what I was going through You'd approve of what I had to do Putting you away for the rest of your days Plays on my heart And it tears me apart I walk away with you on my mind It's killing me to leave you Begging me to take you home And I feel so guilty Cause I leave alone Cause I'm still a child When I look in your eyes And it makes me cry It makes me cry Now every hello Feels like I'm saying Goodbye 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 If I could have you back for one more day Would you reassure me what I'm doing's okay Would you comfort me and ease my mind Cause only you can help me find my way Cause I'm still a child when I look in and it makes me cry, makes me cry Now every hello feels like I'm saying goodbye Cause I'm still a child when I look in your eyes And it makes me cry, makes me cry Now every hello feels like I'm saying goodbye, goodbye Goodbye, Jackus, are you there? Oh, yes, we are. Oh, We're here. 
I'm sorry, I was yapping away, and I don't know if anyone heard me or not. But um, <laughs> we I were too. What a powerful song. Um, you know, Lori, I've had a response on that song. I had one from uh, Vermont where um, the person from the Alzheimer's Society called me, just like you did. That's how you found out. I, I was just emailing the song out. And she called me, and she said, I just finished crying. And uh, I've had every response has been positive. And uh, with each response, they say, I know what you feel. I've been there, or it's touched me. So it's going to touch a lot of people, and that's why I keep pursuing it and pushing it a little further, uh, just like Michelle and John are doing right now as we speak. <laughs> well, you know, when I was talking to myself, so apparently my, my phone went on mute there, um, basically I was, you know, got me really teary-eyed saying it brought all the emotions back of placing my mom. And my mom has been in a nursing home now 11 years. And it brought just tears to my eyes and got me really emotional thinking of these words. You know, if you knew what I was going through, you would approve what I had to do. Um, And just releasing that all over again. And you would think after all this time, you know, I would have processed that. But those emotions lie so deep. Um, Doesn't go away. No, no. You you learn to deal with them different, but... But a song like this triggers them again, and I think it helps others understand the pain. You know, uh, the last line on that song, I don't know if uh, you notice it, uh, about finding my way. Uh Uh-huh. I just have this feeling that somehow, uh, and uh, the last last line says, I'm just going to read it. Would you comfort me and ease my mind because only you can help me find my way? And I have a feeling that this song came through, my mom through me, and then to John and Michelle. Uh, It's probably her way of telling me that you're going to be good, you're going to be okay, and what you're doing is is okay. Uh, It's just I have a feeling that's the way the song came to me. Wow. You know, I, I was at a point where I was ready to just uh, break, and uh, all of a sudden I, I thought I got to start feeling better. And now my day is so much better when I go visit her in the morning. It makes my day. That's that's the highlight of my day. And everything else really doesn't matter. You know. I'll, and the other thing, too, on this song, I, I think we all need to be aware uh, the people that were ahead of us, which are our parents, have made this a better world for us to live in. And when they're in that situation, they can't be forgotten. We cannot forget them. And, and I think anybody that has an elderly person in a, a retirement home should be visiting um, and all of that. That's the important part uh, of this whole message. We can't forget them, yeah, even though they're forgetting. It's it's hard. You know, I have um, two brothers that rarely go see my mom. It's just so painful. And you know, I talk about this all the time. If people aren't willing to feel the pain, they can't move through it. You know, they're just stuck in that cycle. And um, and the other, you know, part of that equation is is if you feel the pain, you have the opportunity to feel that much joy, but you just have to get to the other side because there's a there's a yin and a yang with everything. And so for me, I feel blessed that I've walked through the pain and allowed myself to feel it, even when it creeps up, like when I listen to your song again, you know, it, it hit home, but it allows me to feel joy at at an equal level. You know, and sometimes I, I know exactly what you mean, Laurie. I live it uh, every day, but uh, I, I'm happy where I'm at right now because I, I feel like everything is uh, being taken care of. She is being taken care of, which is the most important thing to me. And that, that's that's just where it's at right now. And my day is just fantastic every day because I go visit her. And that's that's special. It's a, it's a simple choice that, you know, you learn to embrace and appreciate yes. and you learn to focus on what is 
still there, um, not just focusing on what is gone, you know, what has been lost. But you appreciate you the know, new Lori, just to be able to go there and hold her hand and just walk with her is magical. That's just just precious. And I treasure those moments. And I get stronger every day because, uh, boy, it was a, I was a mess. But anyway, uh, she is doing great. She really is. Uh, well, that's, that's great. Now, do John and Michelle, do you know um, Bacchus's mom? No, no, we haven't met her. We have not met her, no. This Saturday they will. This Saturday <laughs> we will, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, We're that's next down over. <laughs> oh, very fun. Very fun. Yeah. So, um, good. Now, John, I'm going to throw a question to you. When you hear the song, how does it make you feel? Well, again, it's an emotional thing, and it and it, it just reminds you to to, to remember uh, your parents and and, uh, and anybody uh, getting up there in age, because this this stuff really hits people. And and I also feel that, that doing the song and pushing it out there is it. it when you write a song, you, you try to create an emotion, and I think the emotion of this song makes people aware of, of why the song was written, and and uh, and, and just uh, yeah, just to let people know that there is a is a problem that needs help here. So I get together on it and do something. How about you, Michelle? How how do you react when you hear this song? Oh, I just I mean it makes me cry <laughs> when we did the video. I said. Okay, because they did a, a few different camera angles, so we went through it a few times, and I was like, okay, am I going to cry every time? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, no, it, I mean, songs are so powerful, and, and sometimes that's the only way you can get your thoughts out and your your, your deep, deepest emotions. And, um, yeah, just singing the words, it, it, saying the words out loud, it really touches touches you. Well, and I think the I think the power of you know the word if it's written, if it's spoken, if it's sung, it's so healing. You know, yes. to be able yes. to capture whatever it is you're going through—the good, the bad, the ugly—it um, really helps us heal. And it you know, and if we're brave enough to share those strong emotions with others, it helps them as well um, feel not so alone and connected. And I think that's one of the nice things with this song is so many people can relate to this. And um, we watch this as this has been the most amazing therapy for Bacchus. To um first of all, just to get it out, to be at that point in his life where he was able to let go a bit and as he mentioned. And then also the follow up, like connecting with someone like you and getting the song out there and the amazing response that he's had to it. That has really, really, really been therapy for him. I don't think I've ever said that to you, Bacchus, in person. <laughs> Sorry, but but I've really seen it. It's you've, you've, your spirits have lifted over the past year. Yes, sure have. Um, wow. Anyway, you know, there's a stage where you're able to let go, and I think for about two months, um, while my mom was uh, at the home, it was hard to let go. But at one stage, there's a caregiver there. We call them PSWs. She came up to my mom, and she hugged her, kissed her on each cheek, and then she sat on her lap. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> she's either crazy or she knows what she's doing, and she knew exactly what she was doing. And it was at that point in time I was able to let go, and I knew that she was in the right place. And that's such a good feeling to be able to let go. Uh, as you know, there, you must have been through that too, Lori, where you got to let go. Yeah, but it's it's hard. But when you get a staff person like that where you can say they know them well enough, they've become family, it's not a sterile environment that I've dropped her in. They really know her as a person. And um, that is just such a huge that's a it's a huge huge time in your life when when you can just kind of breathe normal and take a big sigh of relief going they they understand yeah um, that was a big relief that one and i i, I relay that story always uh how you let go and uh, like i said i was sitting right beside her when this p s w uh and then you get to know them over there 
the workers there, and they're just wonderful, and they take good care of her. I mean, every time they she, they walk by her, they give her a hug, and uh, we all need that. We need that hug, and uh, they need it more so too. Uh, you know, with your mom, I'm sure, every time you go visit, you give her the big hug and all of that. They need that so bad. Yeah, they don't get the touch that we get. And, you know, our bodies all crave that. I mean, that never goes away. So for some people, I tell them even just to bring a little, because um, some families aren't huggy kissy and that's okay, um, but people still need some kind of touch. So even bringing like a little bottle of lotion and, you know, just lightly massage their hands with lotion because yeah. the skin gets dried out and it gives you, you know, it connects you on a on another level and you don't have to talk, you know. You can just be in one another's presence. Um, it is all good. Yeah. It is all good, hey, Lori. You know, you get to that point where it feels good on what you're doing and you need to accomplish and you need more people on board with this to uh, make everybody aware. You just need yeah. to do that. Well, and don't you think with, um, you know, kind of with this transition with you, and, and I'm going to put some words in your mouth because I'm, I'm going to project how, how I think you're feeling, and you can tell us if, if I'm correct or not. But my guess is getting the song out helps you feel like you can make a difference with this disease. It's something you have control over, and it's a positive light that you can bring as an advocate versus just being someone struggling with the disease. Very, very, very much. Because that's the first thing on my mind is to get this song out there and make people aware. They need to know what's going on there. And it's it's not going to get any better. Uh our health system is just going to be taxed to the you know, to the fullest. Uh we need more retirement homes. Uh we need more people on board to help along. So uh if, if this song is gonna do that, uh, all the more power. I want it. That's what I want in the long run. Uh I need everybody to listen to this song. That's so how what are what are your plans to get this song out there, and how, as an audience, can we help you? Well, I think the most ideal thing is to get somebody powerful, somebody that will sing this and become an advocate, somebody that's going to push this further, a lot further. And I think Michelle and John will be able to help out on this a lot. And uh, Michelle's on the line yeah. right now. I think at a ground roots level right now, um, going to our website, thelaws.ca, we put we put the YouTube video up and we've got a link to your radio show that's happening right now, which I know is archived, and people can listen to that as well. And I think if people can just start posting it on their Facebook pages and sharing it with, with everybody that they know across the Internet and friends and, and family, it'll that, that's the kind of thing that will help snowball and and. and maybe get some more recognition and bring in some heavy hitters, as Bacchus has mentioned. Wonderful. So, and, and that's something we can all easily do as listeners is, you know, take the time to, and it's on the, the um, show front there too, um, page where people can go and um, see the video and go ahead and, and pass it around, you know, spread it around, um, share it with family, share it with friends, share it with colleagues. Now, if people want to buy the song, um, what do they need to do for that? Oh, uh, I think, Michelle, we've got it here. I don't know if we've got a, a posting. I know you have it. I know you have it. It's on CD Baby. And yep, there's a link. yep, there's a link on our website. Okay. And, and I believe I have it on there, too. I just always like to kind of announce it so yep. they, can, they can find it that way as well. Wonderful. Now, if if someone is interested in um, using this, because we get listeners who may be doing um, presentations or support groups or something like that, are you comfortable with them sharing the song um, with people in that format as well? Very much so. We want it out there. And if anybody wants to you know, sing it, they're more than welcome to. Uh, John has his ideas on that too, no? on John, do you want to speak to that? Yeah, well, I'm just if I mean a good song is uh, is transported sometimes through uh, through singers and players, and, and 
and that's that's kind of the best way a song can move. It's it's uh, it's a compliment to the writers that somebody else would actually sing it, and that's how a song gets out. Uh, people sing it, and it becomes it becomes known that way. I know back in the 1800s, there's no no radio shooting songs around the world, but songs were sure making it that way. And I think if we can do it old school that way, have people singing this song, uh, and just getting it out there any way we can. It affects people. We know that. We just need it heard more. Right. Now, have have you um, approached any, like, schools at all with this? I'm just thinking with the young musicians and stuff out there, and I know you you guys do stuff with it. It sounds like a lot of young musicians. Um, yeah. We, well, we that must be kind of interesting because they've got, you know, maybe parents or grandparents. Um, dealing with it, then this would be a really fresh new way for them to even think of the disease. Yeah, even to be aware of it. Maybe they're not aware, and that's something we'll we'll look into too. Going into schools, and we have a a music school at our store as well. And and it's uh, this thing is it's just started, and we're going to grow it any way we can. And that's another great idea. And that's what, it takes a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of great ideas, and we'll get this out of there. Yeah, I know here in the U.S. I go around to the schools sometimes and, and just speak on aging and illness, and then that kind of grew into um, Alzheimer's and dementia. And, um, you know, they're always looking for speakers to come in and kind of talk from the heart, and maybe that's something the three of you guys um, might be interested in, in pursuing. I don't know. Um, I but the kids are just amazed um, by hearing the stories, and it's, you know, I'm always shocked at how many of them are part of this process but yet feel like they're pushed to the outside because as adults we try to protect our kids and not let them know everything. And they see it from, you know, what I hear from them all the time is they want to help, um, but they're not told enough to be able to be helpful. That's really interesting. Yeah, well, we're going to look into that avenue more, too. I mean, that's just uh, thanks for the idea. We're going to see how we can take it to kids. We seem to be just bringing it to people our own age and, and a little older that, that are really aware of it, and maybe we should be uh, telling the kids more and getting them aware of it as well because they mm-hmm. can help. Actually, Laurie, just to add to, that, to what John is saying, this weekend when we have that walk, rock, and roll, it's geared for families like little kids, parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents. So we got music like from 11 o'clock in the morning till about 2, and it's a barbecue and a, that type of thing, a picnic and a fundraiser. And uh, John's going to be singing that for the first time live. Oh, so very I, It's an interesting concept where you get the whole family, and not just the parents and the kids. we got to get the grandparents out, and uh, that's happening this weekend. Oh, very neat. Are you going to be recording that? Are you going to videotape it? I think we will be. Yes, we will be. It will be recorded, Uh, video and uh, musically also. Yeah, uh, you know what would be uh, interesting is to capture people's comments after hearing it. uh, And that would be a neat thing to be able to add to your YouTube. An interview thing at the end, yes, another great idea. Jeez, we're never going to let you off the phone. Keep you coming up with these great ideas. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm a little brainstormer over here. I, I'm, I'm full of so many ideas. Um, but, yeah, that would, you know, because it could be a testimonial type piece, yes, but it will also help people just have the conversation and not be so afraid of this. Right. Hopefully this is a conversation starter, That's that's for sure. And you well, know, Lord, really thank you too, eh, for with this interview. It's uh, very informative. Uh, I've been on your page and on your uh, Facebook page. It's amazing what you can grab out of there. And I have used your Facebook page to get a hold of other friends from your page. Oh, so, good. And that's a good way of passing the song along. And I've done that. I don't know if it's the right thing to do or wrong thing, but I am doing it. <laughs> no, no, I think that that's fine. Same with LinkedIn. I mean, that's what that's what these platforms are for, you know. And I think if you're coming from a solid, you know, heartfelt base, I think that's fine. You'll connect with the people that you need to connect with. And I, I'm all about collaboration. I'm probably one of the most collaborative people you'll ever you'll ever find. I was going to tell you, I know I'm in the process of 
it's been a year-long process, but I've been working on updating my, my website, alzheimerspeaks.com, and that will be going live here, I'm hoping, in the next couple of weeks, if not sooner. And um, I will have a section there for video, and um, I'd love to be able to. I, I have actually two sections, one for video and one for for audio, but I think I'd like to place this in the video section um, because we want them to buy your audio it's, and it's. Um, be able to uh, to support your efforts that allows you then to do more things with the song. Um, because, you know, as much as we all love doing what we're doing, you still have to, you know, pay the bills and, you know, things aren't cheap. Just to add to that, Lori. Hey, Lori, just to add to that, all profits from the CD CD sales, Mm -hmm. and uh, we discussed that, uh, John, Michelle, and I, the profits are going towards Alzheimer's research. Uh, So that, uh, just to let it be known that uh, that's what we're doing. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, anything else that you guys want to add that we didn't cover here? But this is just um, I, I just feel so honored to have you all on the show and to, to hear your music and be part of trying to help push it out. You know, that's kind of the goal of, of Alzheimer's Speaks period is just to raise everybody's voice so that we can help everyone around the world um, live right. with the disease um, in a more respectful, peaceful, you know, loving fashion. Yeah. And I think you're right. It's just something we all have to get behind and get the ball rolling. And it starts out small, and we all just just keep it going and keep getting the word out there. And uh, we do need people like you, Lori, because uh, on your page, you've got something on there that uh, really makes sense, those who make things happen. And you're making things happen, and that's that's very important. And well, a lot of people got to live by that. Uh, that's mm-hmm. important. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So we're going to step out of our out of our box and kind of into our true selves of you know what are we good at and um, not doing what we think we should be good at or or what we you know are told by others we should do but you know what really what really fills our heart. I think um, you know I made that switch for myself and it, it's amazing how I feel as a person and um, nothing feels like work to me anymore. I just love what I do and I work way more than I ever used to um, but it doesn't feel like work. No, that's right. It's it's the right thing to do. It's So it's it's smooth and it's easy and yeah, it's it's amazing when you find that. Yeah. Very rewarding. With, uh-huh. Very, very rewarding. When you're touching people, it's very, very rewarding. I, I've never had that kind of a feeling. Uh, so overwhelming, you know, that kind of a feeling that overwhelms you. Uh, but it is very rewarding what you do and, you know, what we do here in, in song. Well, good. Well, thank you all again for being part of the show. If there's uh, any last comments from any of you? Baca? I think this. No. Oh, I. Bacchus is nodding to me to go first. Uh, I okay. think just go to the web, just go to the website, thelaws.ca, CA for Canada, and watch the video and Get link on. up, buy the CD, and link up to uh, anything that you can in your life and get the word out there. And we would love that and appreciate it. And hopefully, it helps everybody all around. Wonderful. And will you guys come out if someone's interested in having you perform live at a conference or? Whatever, can they get a hold of you through your website then? Sure, they, yep, they sure can. The emails go right to us, and, and uh, Michelle and I are always traveling all over the U.S. and Canada, and you never know when we just might pop in on you anyways. <laughs> okay. Well, if you come to Minnesota, you're going to have to let me know. So We, we will do that for sure. <laughs> I'd love to meet you. Okay. Right. And then, back is anything else? Yeah, I thank you so much. And uh, the most important, uh, wonderful thing was getting that phone call from you that one afternoon and that was uh, uh, a start of a friendship and uh, same goals that we have and I thank you for that. Well thank you all. I, I Again I appreciate so much what you're doing and I will help promote and um, do whatever I can to help you get your song out there and get the passion and help get you connected to 
um, people that need to hear your voices. Um, so thank you again very much. I want to also let people know on May 11th, I'm going to have a Tyler Journey with us, and he is going to talk about biking for Alzheimer's. And they have done this a couple of years now, and they're going to be pushing off again the end of the month here. So it'll be fun to hear about his advocacy and what his group is doing and how they got there. On June um, 4th, I'm going to have Marlene Schulberg here, and she's going to be talking about swallowing safely and lifestyle choices. And then on the 5th, we're going to have um, Love, Louis Body, and Laughter. And also in May, too, I'm going to be having a group on um, talking about adult daycare. And so May is going to be a little um, more infrequent shows just because my schedule is extremely tight between uh, speaking and getting the new website up, which I'm very excited about. But then in June we'll be hitting it really, really hard again. So thank you all for joining us. And if you think you might be um, or have some interest in being our next guest, please reach out to me. Again, we interview people with early memory loss family, um, care partners, as well as professionals and advocates. So just please let me know. And if you enjoyed the show today, we also encourage you to like us and tweet us and help us spread the word about the show. Um, and, you know, spread it on your Facebook page again. This is a grassroots effort, and you can be part. You can make a difference. So have a blessed day, and thank you all so much. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.